Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. All right, well, we've got a a special guest on the show today. I'm so happy to have Andy Tilly with us. Uh, Andy's one of these guys that's a writer, a blogger, an expert, you know, ministry guy, fantastic leader, and I'm super excited to have Andy on the show. So uh, welcome today, Andy. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It looks like I should be playing World of Warcraft with you. I, mean, I know. The big headphones definitely have the World have of Warcraft kind of look to it. It's true. We should be running around somewhere and shooting each other. Right. Thank you so much for the nice introduction. I appreciate it, Rich. Good to see you. Nice. Well, Andy, why don't you give us a bit of an introduction to you and, and uh, your ministry contacts, where are you at these days, and uh, yeah, just give us a sense of your history and the church you're at today. Sure. Um, I started off about 15 years ago um, at a small Baptist church in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Great church. It, it, it grew to about five, 600 people. And then um, as some church histories go, it just didn't work out well. And so I started my own 501c3 company, which was basically just a, a nonprofit that wanted to introduce uh, kids to Christ on non-church dates and throw them into churches. Um, and so I did that for a while. In the middle of that, I was going to this little unknown church in Edmond, Oklahoma, named LifeChurch.tv. <laughs> and so at that time, it was just one campus, and then all of a sudden they, they merged with another. It became two, and then all of a sudden it just kind of exploded, and I was going there, and, and, and parents were coming to the church going, uh, to, to what I was doing and saying, hey, we want to build a church. And I go, I, I'm not a church guy. That's not like, I, I, I don't, I'm not a pastor like that. And so basically I went to the campus pastor named Jim Kuykendall, and Jim Kuykendall said, yeah, okay, great. This is such bull. Like, let's see what, what's really happening. So I had a couple teenagers put a video together. Next thing I know, I'm meeting with Craig Rochelle. Next thing we know, it, it just kind of blossoms into, hey, we're launching more campuses. Will you be... Uh, uh, a youth pastor at the Oklahoma City campus, which is the original one. I said, sure. And so after that, it went from two campuses, not because of me, because of Craig Rochelle's leadership, obviously. It went from the 2 to 10 to 15 and launching, you know, Arizona and around. And then from that, it just it just um, went to, uh, I was teaching at this church called Cross Timbers Community Church in Argyle, Texas. And I just fell in love with Toby Slough, his leadership, what he was doing there. And next thing you know, he says, hey, will you come down and start um, helping us do multi-site and how that looks and how it works. And I said, well, I mean, I guess so. I've been doing it for five years. Let's go ahead and go do that. And so um, next thing you know, I've been at Cross Timbers for six years. Uh, and I was really, really honored for the first time in my entire life to see sixth graders go all the way through 12th grade and just kind of helping them through the process. And so I've been a multi-site for about 11 years. And so there's been a lot of transition, um, especially what we're talking about today from video teaching and live teaching. Live church, when I started, was live teaching, went to video teaching. And then when we went to Cross Timbers, it was all live teaching at every campus and then went to video. And there's a lot of transitions that happened. 
Nice. Well, see, as I know, uh, the guests or the people that are listening in today, they're like, wow, this is going to be, a, we're in for a ride because here's an expert in multi-site. It's been around for a long time, uh, seen a lot of transition, obviously at some incredible churches. And so uh, looking forward to lead, leading today or, or learning from you uh, as we jump in. Now, question on the video teaching thing. So today we're going to talk about, you know, when we transition from uh, from live teaching to dead teaching or, or video teaching, <laughs> um, you know, and I want to get a sense of, you know, tell me about some of the pitfalls that maybe churches find themselves in uh, when they when they make that transition. What are some things that you've seen? Okay, there's a few things that I've seen, and we've, we've talked about this at conferences all across America, and, and, and there's a couple of issues. One, and I think one of the major ones is just because somebody's a great live teacher doesn't make them a great video teacher. And, and, and it's crazy to sound because you go, well, these people connected. Well, because they're feeding off the audience. They're feeding off what's happening. But, but you have to understand that in another culture, another state, that may not work. And so at Life Church, what we started doing was making these 10 to 12-minute videos that weren't like me on stage. It was more of a, uh, hey, let's let's do a theme. Let's put it in a place, and let's go to a state, and let's go all around America and make these certain kind of videos that would connect with everybody. Um, you know, when we got to Cross Timbers, I had three different you know campuses that were doing three different teachings, and and transitioning them into something was radically different because they they weren't used to it, and they wanted that live person. But I wanted to give them a better experience. But what I had to learn was from Life Church to Cross Timbers is that ultimately, at the end of the day, you, if you're going to do video teaching, you've got to be a great video speaker or somebody who can communicate through video. Like right. for myself, I like going, um, I like filming on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock in the morning with 1,100 empty seats and three cameras. That suits me. But I have a pastor, Toby, who loves to feed off the crowd, and so he does it really good there. It just, you got to kind of figure out your flow on how that works. How would you, um, you know, what would you say would be some of those differences? Like, that's obviously a, a critical difference. You know, can you teach to a live room, an empty room? You know, that, that obviously makes a difference on how you're going to roll out video in different locations. What are some of those other benchmarks that you would say um, for a teacher who would who'd do a good job on video versus someone who can just teach in front of a live audience? Um, <clears throat> generally, and, and again, this is just from experience, I don't know, but, but the differences between that is some people need the audience to feed them and to put out, and others just just understand what's happening, and they don't need that affirmation mm. to make it happen. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, you know, there's there's times, honestly, Rich, that, um, man, I've been on video and I said something that I thought was really funny. That wasn't really funny. <laughs> and there were times that I said something that was like, uh, that's stupid, and everybody laughed. Because a lot of the times, I'll sit in the back of the room and watch how they react to what's happening to help teach me better on a way to do this. Because a lot of the times... I can't be there or I'm traveling or I'm whatever else and so I need to know what the audience is reacting on and so I'll say something really stupid and they start cracking up and then I keep moving on 
and I didn't pause for the reaction. Right, 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 right. Well, there's, there's just a lot of that that has to be learned, and, and, mm -hmm. and you know what? It, it's crazy because a lot of pastors think that, hey, I got what, whatever thousand or 100 people coming, and let's do a multi-site, and I'll just go on video, and it's like, but it's 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 like being an actor. It's like you got to perform in front of the camera. Right, definitely. Your cameras become your audience at that point. Now, what would you say to a church? So, I think the stat still holds that 85% of uh, you know all multi-site churches haven't got beyond three locations. A, a big part of that is because you know two-thirds still use um, you know live teaching as a you know primary element to that, and so it's obviously very hard to get beyond two or three locations um, with live teaching because you can't move someone right. beyond you know one or two places at a time <laughs> um, what would you say so a church is thinking about making a switch to, to video teaching maybe a student ministry is making we're facing this right now our student ministry is looking at you know wanting to get into more live teaching what are some of those steps that you think churches need to think through as they make that transition um, the, the first thing is a do you have a video teacher I think do you have somebody who can communicate via video like a Craig Rochelle who, who just engages the camera. Do you have somebody that can do that? Um, two, uh, one of the things that I've seen when I'm hiring people is this, a lot of people don't really want to teach. Like when I started, everybody was the teacher, leader, communicator, all this stuff. Now you get people that are specialized in certain areas. And so I would just say, you know, do you have the guy that can communicate on camera? Um, do you have people that don't want to necessarily do that but are great leaders and great impactors of the kingdom but they're not necessarily the communicators? And so I would be looking at those two things right there. Okay. Cool. Now what, how, do you, how have you switched over? What, were, what did you learn at, you know, in Cross Timbers when you kind of moved everybody from live to, um, you know, to video teaching? What were some of the steps or were there any kind of pieces of that that you learned as you walked through that process? The pieces were um, complicated because <laughs> <laughs> most people in most churches, honestly, they want a live communicator. I understand that. I get that. But what we had to do is to, to lead through vision, which is here's the vision of what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Because I can't teach in five places like you say. I can't teach in, you know, I'm limited. And, and two... I'm going to give you a better quality experience and by doing that. So we had to lead through vision and then understanding that honestly it's it's not about me being live or you being live. It's about Jesus being lifted up. I mean it's not about whether someone's live or not. And here's what we found is that a crazy part is is that I am much better on video than I am live. And, and, and here's the deal, because I'm 20 feet tall on a stage. Right. HD and the video and the music and everything is greater. And here's what we found. And this is why I did video so much more than live is because they paid more attention, they were more quiet, and they watched it and engaged. And we saw and we, we see all the time. People coming to know Christ and raising their hands and saying, yes, I want Jesus, or coming to the altar, and I'm doing it on a video, and I'm in the very back of the auditorium. Right. And they engaged more than right. they did. That's because crazy. I, it's crazy, but here's, anybody says that's, that's dumb, here's what I would say. You are video taught through Dr. Phil and Oprah every day. Every day. People, millions are taught through video. Yes. And so... 
if you can create an experience in which you engage them and give them great Jesus content and give them the opportunity and you can do it through an HD with great sound and everything else, it works. It works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the case. I think well, I've seen that time and time again with churches as I've worked with them. That well, first of all, everybody says this won't work in my part of the country. It doesn't matter where you go. Everybody has some regional thing where they're like, we're in. Well, you know, we're outside of L.A. It's all people in the you know the entertainment industry. They won't take this. Or like I'm I'm outside of Manhattan, and they're like, well, these are all people who are uh, you know northeastern hardcore. Uh, they just won't take it, and and that's just not true. You know, I, it, true. everywhere you go, you know, there are ministries using video uh, to communicate. Uh, the question is, I think some of the things you've hit on there are, you know, definitely more important than uh, you know than the location you're in. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's for sure. Now, um, when you think about uh, kind of the technology side of it, how much you know, if a church is wanting to start out. I feel like this is one of those areas where you could spend tons of money uh, to just get started. Um, how how would you you know kind of advise a church to take some of those first steps, even on the technology, the spend side? Okay, um, I'll, I'll go all the way back ten years ago to Live Church. We had uh, two MacBook Pros or or the iMacs with the big ones, and then right. we had two like SLR cameras. Right. And we were doing stuff for literally, I mean, it was probably a five to $7,000 package, but we were doing it. Today, with the technology moving as fast as it is, I'm telling you, you can do this stuff for hundreds of dollars. I mean, you really right. can. Right. And that's what people have to understand is that it make, you can make something look like a million dollars for a thousand dollars and that's just the world that we're into today mm -hmm. and so what I would say is yeah um, honestly when I, when I do a video deal like I did last week um, yeah they were twenty thousand dollar cameras and there's three of them and there's a switcher and there yeah but that's at a church that you know has thousands of people and so you just it's different I would say to the churches that have lower budget smaller people here's the deal you get creative you get innovative and and, and you don't have to spend that much money. I talked to a guy earlier today that basically, I said, dude, record your messages. Go into your auditorium. You already have the equipment and do it. And you know what? It, it, some, some will say they don't, and that's cool. Go on eBay. Go get you a $1,000 XLR. That's HD. That's fantastic. And you can get the same quality and in, in, in everything that comes with it. And if you have a kid or a student or somebody that's just got a passion or a filmmaker in, in, in your place, then let them edit and film those things out. And it really, it, what today's technology doesn't cost as much as it did 10 years ago. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I think that one thing you hit on there at the end too is the who is probably more important than the what. Um, you know, you can find a student, there's probably somebody at your church um, who's really into video today and if you could empower them with a small amount of money and say, hey, what can we do uh, for you know, insert dollar amount here. The, the reality of it is you can, I, you know, I've said to people, you know, you could spend $5,000, you could spend 500000 you could spend $1.5 million, you know, the, you, you could spend, the, you really could spend whatever. Um, and, you know, but you start with where that, you know, budget makes sense for you. Another way to kind of shortcut around it is you can rent some great gear 
um, for an inexpensive amount of money, even on a weekly basis, right. um, and and get a ways down the road from a technology point of view to kind of bootstrap it to get things uh, you know rolling for sure. Well, anything else when you think you know you'd say to churches that are thinking about you know getting into video that are tr thinking about making this transition from live teaching to video teaching? Um, I think there's maybe a few things. One of the things I would say is lead with vision of where you're going and take it slow. One of the things that we've um, started to work through, and it's been an 18-month process, is going from live worship to video worship. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we're talking way down the line, and this is not what this is about, but I'm, <laughs> it's on the same... It's on the same field. Ten years ago, people said, you can't do video teaching. Why? Because he's not there and they won't accept it. Now the largest churches in America do video teaching. And ten years from now, you will have video worship. And the transition of that, which is unique, is this. Is now I can start a church in Uganda, Africa for, for $5,000 for two speakers and a video screen, and you know what? Here's what's happened. Just, just if, if I can. <laughs> yes. What's happened is, remember when you had to pay for sermons? Now, no one pays for sermons. Remember when the time you paid for worship CDs? The time will come when the worship people flip, and they will be worshiped. It, like right now, it took us 18 months, but we'll do video worship all the time. And our kids love it. And here's the deal. We were doing video worship for our first to fifth graders. And then it's like, well, why can't we do video worship for our sixth to 12th graders? And pretty soon, guess what? It's coming to your, it's coming to your church. And it's going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, you know, you, you did a, a blog post on On Seminary on that, and it's yeah. funny, it's one of those posts that I have had a fair amount of pushback from, uh, you know, other folks on the video worship stuff, where they've been like, no, there's no way, there's no way, and it's funny, I, I agree with you, I think it is one of those areas that, you know, we're taking steps towards, baby steps towards that, um, and I think, you know, I think you'll see, I think they'll they're eventually will figure out that formula, you know, like, we, it kind of, the video teaching thing did settle into, okay, there's kind of some standards, and the way to, to do it that make it acceptable to people, and I think the video worship thing will find a same, a similar kind of, uh, you know, a similar kind of, uh, you know, journey for that in the coming years. It will, because if you think about it, let's say I had, the, let's say I got five campuses, and I got to have five speaking pastors, and I got to have five worship bands. How much money did you just save by having one? Yeah, that's a lot. A lot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. That's going to happen. So I would say on some of that, take it slow, lead with the vision, and allowing other people, and this, is, this isn't going to preach well, but <laughs> allowing other people to understand if they don't like it, go somewhere else. Right. This is what we do. And so you, if you don't like it, I understand it, and I understand that you want a live teacher. Mm -hmm. But you know what? One of the most innovative, creative things I ever saw Craig Rochelle do was this. We had, we had gone to multi-sites and we were doing other things, and he said, hey people, there are, there are 10 different churches outside, and they have their brochures and they have their stuff. Oh, and if nice. you don't like what we're doing, I invite you to go see them. Right, right. <laughs> and it's powerful. 
because right. people were being led. And that's what people don't understand. It's like they were like, wait, you're asking me to leave? Yeah. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah, and, and there's other churches in town for sure. Yeah. It was beautiful. Great, great innovative approach. Yeah, you know, I, I found the same thing on the video teaching thing with, um, you know, people who complain about it. They're like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I've come to after same thing. You know, it's been 12 years, I think, 13 years, something like that, that I've been involved in environments with video teaching. And the thing I found after all these years is the people who complain about it, they would just be complaining about something else anyways. Like, they, they, there's be some other reason why they don't like our church. And so the people who don't complain about it are people who are new to the faith. You know, I haven't come across somebody who's like, I'm just stepping into this whole thing. Right. For them, it's just like, okay, this must be the way church is done. I guess this is how it happens. And yeah, so they're just used to it and they just step into it for sure. Um, and I, I think that, you know, they, sometimes you just have to, you know, let people leave. That's fine. There's other churches. We're happy to have uh, them plug in there for sure. And here's what I found with this, Rich, is when when you when you place that challenge to them, nine times out of ten they stay. Right. They love that challenge. Right. It's it's a cool thing. Yeah, our uh, the my lead pastor I was at in Canada, a guy Bruxy Cavey, he used to do. You know, probably about once a year, he'd do what he would call Purge Sundays, where he would come exactly that, would come to the end of the message and be like, listen, this is the, this is the kind of room we've got, this is the space we've got in our church. We've got space for people who are asking questions about Jesus. If you're here and you're wondering about Jesus, we've got space for you. We've got space for people who support those people. So if you're like husband or wife is here and you're asking those questions, we totally have space for you. He right. said, you know, we've got space for people who are hurt and they just need some healing. And so, you know, you might be at a place in your life where it's like, hey, you just need some, you know, to take some steps towards Jesus and, and you know, kind of get some wounds, um, you know, healed up. We've got space for you. And then finally, um, fourth, we've got space for people who are serving the first three categories, for people who are saying, I'm here for those people. We don't have space for anybody else. Yeah. If you're not, if if you're not one of those three categories or one of those four categories, please just leave. And then same kind of thing with you know Craig. Hey, go. We've got there's lots of great churches, lots of Jesus-loving churches out there. We'd love yeah. for you uh, to get connected with. That and you know what's crazy is people think that's a nuts idea, but honestly, it's a challenge and it's it's an encouragement to them that I need to get involved. I need to do something. Yeah. Or, or I'm Absolutely. not. It's kind of like when we went to video teaching for our students. Here's the th here's the crazy thing. Parents said, "Well, they're just going to leave and go do this," and I said, "Fine, go do that." Right. Three months later, who's back? Right. right. And here's the deal. I was like, "We are a video. You see our head pastor on video every week. Why are you right. complaining about?" Like that's what we do. That's who we are. And right. then once they finally get that, they go, "Yeah, all right." This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, well, here we are in the lightning round where we jump in with a church leader and ask some questions to get a sense of what's going on in their uh, their world. So so first, Andy, what's an online resource that you've been using these days that you know you found particularly helpful? I love um, Scott Williams' Big is the New Small. Unbelievable guy. I talked to him uh, about two days ago, doing some great stuff. And what I love about him is it's church, but it's also organizations as far as companies and corporations. And so he's doing a lot of cool stuff and blogging about some ideas that they're, they're, it's leadership principles. It's not necessarily 
church principles. But obviously we know leadership moves into the church world because I think the best leaders in the world are church leaders because you have to have an, a nonprofit. Everything else is about profit. So right. if you can lead nonprofit, million dollar whatevers, then you're doing pretty good. I do like unseminary for some crazy reason. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for the call out. <laughs> now, here's, the deal, here's why I do is because I'm, I see guys every week. I just had one here in my house that just left 10 minutes ago that literally the things that you learn in seminary aren't necessarily the things that make it to the real world all the time. Now, seminary does an unbelievable amount of good from biblical teaching to, to you know all the backgrounds to all that stuff, but when you start showing up at this church and all of a sudden these people are doing these things, you go, what in the world? I never learned that. <laughs> right, exactly. I never learned that. Exactly. And so I would say that's, uh, that's another huge resource. And I'm, I'm giving you a shout out because I love you, but it, it's true. Ah, appreciate that. Uh, what about a book you've read in the last six months that's influencing your ministry? Um, obviously the Bible, and I know that's a... Ding, you get bonus points. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, two is uh, Reimagined by a guy named Brett Crow. Um, he does uh, a leadership network, SLU. Um, uh, not leadership, sorry, SLU that's down in Florida. Uh, I met him at uh, Willow Creek about eight months ago, and, uh, and I listened to his talk, and I thought, man, he's pretty, he's pretty stout. So. Nice. Very cool, very cool. Who are some other ministries across the country that you're looking at these days and are kind of inspired by what they're doing? Um, you, you know, honestly, um, I'm looking at Long Hollow. Um, that's with Brian Mills. Um, spent some time with him last week. He's a great guy. I mean, you're talking about somebody who's reaching like twelve to 1,500 kids a week. Like, unbelievable. So I'm looking at that ministry. I'm obviously looking at Live Church because they're being very innovative and sometimes I go, I don't get what you're doing. That's kind of dumb for me, but also I'm getting older. But Live Church is doing some really, really cool things. I, I think that um, there are some other churches that are doing some stuff that um, I'm looking at, I'm not understanding yet, but I also am getting older. So, <laughs> so I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure that out, but Long Hollow is really doing some great stuff in Nashville, and Life Church is doing some great stuff too. So. Cool. Uh, if you could get 15 minutes with any uh, leader alive that you know you just want to kind of learn from them, who would that leader be and why? Um, I think it would be Billy Graham, and the and the oh, wow. and the yeah. reason why. And, and by the way, I grew up Southern Baptist. And I grew up, you know, I, the reason why is because he's got longevity without failure. Hmm. And that speaks unbelievable measures to me. Is because, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are good, charismatic, fun. Here's the deal. Here's a guy who's, what, 90-something years old, and there's been no scandal, no whatever, and he's brought millions, and I go, I love that. That's longevity. Yeah. It's actually, you know, that obviously, you know, he stands for that, right? He's a pillar. Yeah. Um, and that the fact that you know, 60-some-odd years, 70-some-odd years into ministry, there hasn't been anything that's, like, come up with, like, hey, I was swindled out of money in 1962 by those guys is astonishing, right? It's that's pretty astonishing. It's yes. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so what do you do when you're, uh, you know, you're a busy guy, you got your hands in a lot of different places, but when you just want to kind of kick back, have fun, relax, uh, what, what do you do? I hit 
the lake house and the pool. Like nice. we just, uh, our family just downsized because we wanted to be more flexible to do what God wants us to do. So we sold our house. We moved from you know 2,100 feet to 1,200 feet. We live in a nice community now that is, we've got, oh, my daughter's got friends here. She stays in the same school. And so we hit the pool for fun. And then my parents, because they're so gracious and nice, if mom and dad are watching this, um, <laughs> they've got a lake house. And so we go up to the lake and we hit the lake house. That's about it. That's cool. Well, Andy, thanks so much for being on the show. How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you and your ministry and just awesome. kind of connect? Absolutely. AndyTilly.com is where I'm at. Um, it's pretty easy. Just Google Andy Tilly, T-I-L-L-Y, and you can find me there, and you can look at teachings, and, and here's what I want to say to all of your podcasters here, is everything I have is free for you. If you want teachings, if you want, if, you, if you're going, hey, I've got 10 kids in my small group and I can't afford a book, I'm going to send you a book because I want you to get ministry resources. So any which way I can help, whether it's consulting, whether it's teaching coming out, you just let me know, and I'll do everything that I can for you, and I appreciate you. Nice. Thanks so much, Andy. You bet. This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. So thankful that Andy joined us on the show this week. Before you go, two things. First of all, uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes uh, back to that article that Andy talked about, video worship. It's a great article, something for you to think about um, as he's moved his ministry uh, right up into to doing not just video teaching, but also video-led worship. It might help stir that conversation for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this weekend, look for areas in your ministry to innovate. It might not be video teaching. Maybe there's other areas where you could try something new. You know, God will meet you there in the middle of that, even as you try to do whatever it takes to reach the people that God's put in your path. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>